0: Hello, and welcome to Core Sampler, the podcast where we drill into the Sitecore community to bring you insights into the work talented people are doing every day on the Sitecore experience platform. Whether you're a developer, a marketer, or both, we're glad you're here. And now your host, Derek Dysart.
1: Welcome to Core Sampler. My name is Derek Dysart, and in this episode, we talk with Sumith Damodaran and Oves Akhtar. Both from SciCorps, and uh, we discussed some of the new stuff that came out in version 9.2 with relation to the experience platform, including the highly anticipated Cortex uh, services for machine learning. So, without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Ovase and Sumith. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank Hi, Divik. Um, so I think for, for the listeners out there, uh, may not be familiar with, uh, you guys. Why don't you guys take a, a minute to kind of introduce yourselves and kind of talk about your role? Sumith, why don't you, uh, you go first?
2: Yes, uh, Derek, if you remember last time we uh, we were talking, I was leading the services team. uh, And now I work in uh, product management. Uh, I'm generally kind of covering uh, most of the experience platform, uh, which means looking after S-Connect, data foundation, and uh, things around that. Cool.
1: Yeah, uh,
3: my name is Ove Sachtar. I've uh, just joined... uh, I actually joined uh, Sitecore again. I've been working with Sitecore before as well um, as a product manager and uh, in the XP part of things as well, and uh, um, basically taking care of uh, the tracking, uh, which is both the tracker and the universal tracker, and then uh, the aggregation and, and, uh, and processing and uh, basically the, the cortex part of it as well.
1: Cool, cool. So I think you know a lot of times we get we get listeners that may not be familiar with kind of the the overall breadth of of Sitecore and kind of its different kind of nooks and crannies and and corners. So, why don't you take a minute to just kind of explain what is XP versus what is the rest of the platform? I think traditionally most people think Sitecore is a content management system. Um, and you know, over the years, you know, I've at least seen that that's not, you know, that that is still true. Uh, you, you still can manage your content and, um, uh, but there, there's a lot more to it than just content management system. Obviously there's, there's commerce, um, which is not part of XP, but then, uh, you know, what, what is kind of the experience platform or XP portion of the product?
2: Well, internally, we don't think it as separate things. We think it as one platform. And again, if you remember, uh, uh, when most of the clients are, are mostly doing CMS work, but uh, the aspiration is personalization. And uh, XP actually brings that a bit more forward to them. We do collection. We do analytics. We do process that and uh, marketing automation. And so, so things that – that actually takes you towards personalization would be the experience part of it, the yeah, experience platform. Uh, yeah, and otherwise, you want to add anything on, on that? Yeah, I mean, thing?
3: basically, well, CMS is sort of what you, what you show to the users, but, uh, I mean, how are the users reacting to the content that you're providing them? Uh, where are they coming from? Who they are? What do they like? What do they don't like? So basically, which requires that we... Collect all the user behavior, or in technical terms, we track them, um, and then we provide facilities for marketers to to define certain. Um, uh, Goals, for example, this user uh, and experience profile and the profile of the users. What are their? I mean, how how this their behavior looks. I mean, are, what type of pages they are visiting more and more, and so this sort of uh, captures that. Then one part of it goes to the, the as Smith was saying that the, the the personalization bit, where we say if he has more interest in a certain area, then maybe when he comes to the to the main website, we should show him certain. Uh, a certain, uh, certain, uh, part of the content right? and so, so the whole personalization bit. And then, of course, for marketers, it's also important to know how is their content doing so we can, uh, the, all the, when this, the, all, taking all this collection and putting it into something, you know, and analyzing it and putting it into some, some context so that the, the, the marketers are able to understand, uh, how is it going with their products.
1: So, so kind of what I'm hearing is that the XP portion of it is is kind of all the stuff tied to analytics. Um, uh, and I think it's important to note too that it's not just analytics from the website. Uh, you know, the, the 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 big thing I remember when Nine was launched that uh, use uh, like Sitecore always had an analytics piece, right? And you could always you could always um, uh, you could always personalize based off that analytics. Um, but you know, now you can actually um, you can pull data in from external sources.
3: I mean, that's true. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we are live in a, in a, in a society, where, in, in a situation where there is actually web is just one of the channels which is sort of uh, going away or at least getting less and less traction now. But there are other other channels that are becoming more and more important, uh, like mobile apps and um, IoT devices and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, the model that Sitecore provides uh, for collection uh, is something that you can actually um, use to. Store any type of customer behavior. So basically, what we are saying is that any touch point that you have with a customer, you can actually uh, put it in uh, collection, and then later on, you can analyze that information.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you'd mentioned you mentioned goals and in, in, in talking about that, and I, that's a you know that's a a thing I I, I kind of go I, I run into a lot. You know, you get a lot of a lot of marketers want to do they want to do personalization. It looks you know uh-huh. in. in, in on on the on the surface of things that totally makes sense we all you know want that personalized experience when we're on a website um and they're but they're, they're, they 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 kind of struggle with you know wh- where do i start with that and i think that the it seems obvious but i don't think people understand it at first is one of the first things you have to do is like what do you want a visitor on your site to do Um, you know, and so that's where I think you, you mentioned goals. That's kind of one of the things of like, well, we want them to fill out, uh, we want them to join our newsletter. Uh, maybe that's one of them, you know, maybe that's a goal. You know, uh, I always, you know, I, I, the, the drumbeat I always have is that on a, on an e-commerce site. Um, from a technical standpoint, that the, the biggest goal is you want them to reach your receipt page because the receipt page is the you know that the only way to get to that is you buy something and so therefore you have your conversion um, you know they've purchased something from you and 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 now you, they've done what you want them to do on your e commerce site when you when you're not an e commerce site. Um, that's, you know, that's something that I think a lot of people maybe overlook, they, they want to get to the personalization. But I think the first step in that is, is, is looking at what are those goals you want to, uh, you want to accomplish. So, uh, and, and definitely XP is, is where you, uh, where you set up a lot of that.
3: Absolutely. I think the important thing is that, I mean, before we get to the into the technical stuff and how to set up the website and how to set up goals and profiles and everything, there's a lot of planning that needs to go before that. The marketing people, like they need to get together and say, what do we want? What are our objectives? What are our KPIs? And, and so on and so forth. What do we want people to do? What? How What? What is? How are we measuring the engagement of users with our website? So that's one thing that they, they start with a plan. And then the next step is how do we actually achieve that? Uh, uh, using a, a tool like uh, Sitecore, so this basically you. You need to have a marketing plan. How? What does that mean? That a customer is more versus less engaged to my. Uh, what as you as you mentioned? What do I want him to do? Do I want him to, for example, do sign up on my page uh, on my website so that I can use outbound communication with this this person and so on and so forth. So, so there's or I want to him to see these con this content. Uh, or download a white paper, for example. So there is a, I mean, you have to define what you want to, the customer to do, yeah, or the yeah. visitor, and then you basically build your uh, your strategy around that using the tools provided by Cycle,
2: right? right. Yeah, and mostly, so what uh, relevancy So is my content? is whatever I'm doing relevant to my audience, or uh, uh, will I be? So there's like millions of websites out there. So how can I make our website more Standard stand out to the audience which I'm targeting, and also personalized for them, so that they can actually get stuff they don't. So you know how it is nowadays. You yeah. have everyone has a very short uh, time span, and when you're looking at a website, if you're getting that information you're looking for, fine. Otherwise, you jump out. So making them, you know, there on the on the website.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So I, I think part of part of this discussion, you know, we, offline, we we had started talking about it. I mean, you guys you know, by the time this comes out, uh, there'll be a new version of the entire product out, uh, with, with, with cycle 9.2. Um, what, um, you know, I, I think we, we've kind of talked about uh, around the, around the edges of, you know, what is XP, but I guess what's, what's, what's new in, in 9.2 for the experience platform side of things.
2: Yeah. Before I move into nine point two, I think first of all nine itself was is a big change from all the audiences um, or someone who is listening to a podcast. Mostly, uh, when I looked back into uh, the the type of customers we have is like between eight and nine now. We've got a lot of customers on nine, uh, especially early nines. Um, yep. So, and and the and the thing which I feel like out there is. is People uh, they need to understand the architecture of nine. Uh, we have moved into uh, a lot of microservice architecture. We've split it out, a lot of component into different uh, uh, com- components like an you know, uh, S Connect uh, processing, reporting, uh tracker. So, so this it's been it's been split it out into more and more and more components. And this is the theme which we are, we're continuing. Uh, we're moving towards so if you think about nine point two, we'll be going more towards uh, .NET Core. Yep. yep. Uh, bringing, yeah, bringing more of our services to .NET Core. Uh, but going towards microservices also brings complexity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, I think I was talking yeah. with a customer yesterday and they, they just completed an upgrade from 8.1 to 9. Uh, I think it was 9.0. Uh, you know, probably uh, whatever the, the, the latest update of that was. And, uh, you know, they were, they were kind of stating that, you know, they used to only have, you know, a single IIS site. Um, yeah, yeah, or, you know, there's maybe there's two, they had the content management side where they're doing their authoring and then they have the content delivery that was delivering all the content, you know, and now they've got, you know, multiples and multiples. And I think that's a reflection of, uh, you know, Sitecore is moving away from this one big monolithic application that runs in a single process to, you know, all these, all these microservices.
2: Yep. And again, this is what is needed for an enterprise um, installation. Uh, you need to start
1: um, taking things
2: out, out of you know. It used to be CM and CD doing everything else, mostly CM doing most of the your, your work, right. especially around processing, reporting, and collecting. So splitting it out, um, making S Connect as a, as, a, as a thing where you can actually start uh, collecting information from various different channels, not just from Sitecore within Sitecore, from from outside of Sitecore, uh, and then Avers can tell you story around. Uh, the, the tracker. So tracker is uh, another thing which has been moving from version to version to version to be coming from a web tracker into a universal style tracker where that can be used with other platform or other uh, applications. Yeah, anything to add to us Yeah, um,
3: at the end of the day what, what Sumit is saying uh, is basically I think one thing is that there are two types of when we talk about uh, you know, being able to to, to, to store multiple types of data. And one thing is how easy or how difficult or easy it is or how customizable it is to, to modify your model so that it can actually uh, collect different types of applications, mm-hmm. information, you know, from an event that happens on the website or from an event that happened on a mobile device or on an IoT device and, and so on and so forth. So how easy it is for you to customize the model so that you can collect all that information.
1: Right. And, and that then, was huge, because I think b- beforehand, like I said, there was an analytics piece, but you know, as you mentioned, it was very, very web centric. It was very kind of page view and visit and all that, and that doesn't make sense on a you know, say a mobile app. Of you know, if we want to collect uh, the analytics in a in a in a mobile app, you know that, that there isn't a web view, there isn't a you know, there, the, the the event model is is a lot different.
3: Absolutely, I mean, uh, even um, I was just looking at one of the the. The POC is done by uh, El Denny, Denny, um, where he is actually, for for Cortex, where he's actually storing information about, okay, which albums do you have, have you bought, and, uh, okay, what, uh, what albums should be recommended to this particular customer. And I mean, and it takes him like, 10 minutes to write this whole customization and now uh, XConnect actually stores all this information on the interaction and on the contact and it's it's so easy to add these facets and and then event types to this and then Rather use that information to to generate some sort of insights. That's just just brilliant.
1: Right, right. And you you mentioned a a term in there that I think perked a lot of a a lot of current psychor people's ears up. Of of namely with Cortex. I think the Mm. uh you know we we, we've heard a lot about it. Um, going back to the announcement of nine, uh, and Mm. some of the 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 futures with it. Of uh, what maybe talk a little bit about what what Cortex is for for those people that may not know what it is. So Cortex actually, I mean, there, there. I mean, the thing is that the Cortex is actually
3: a number of different services that uh, Sitecore provides. So basically, this is our umbrella for all machine learning stuff. Uh, so there's uh, content tagging in this. Uh, you know, then we have the, the Cortex uh, machine, Cortex uh, processing engine uh, that actually I take care of. So that's basically, you know, when you are we talk about machine learning, one of the major portions of machine learning is that how do I get this data out actually and and, and get it processed or well, basically take it out of the data source which is XDB and there's a huge amount of data there. And how do I provide this to a machine learning uh, engine or how, how, when I'm training my model for example. And how do I get this data the, the results of this model back and utilize it while I'm uh, in my website. And that's basically what Cortex does. It does not give you any um, so it's not a, a magic button that you click and suddenly uh, everything is machine learning. It basically enables you to extract this large amount of data out and being able to process that in a in a scaled environment, in a scaled way so you can run this um, on multiple machines and then <clears throat> uh, and and call your um, whatever you, you can bring your own machine learning uh, engine, if you may, and then call that engine and, and get this data, uh, your model trained or I mean, how, whatever you were trying to do there. Sure. Um, so, I mean, and, and out of the box, we have an in- integration with the Microsoft machine learning server. So if you have that installed, you can actually sort of uh, directly from uh, Cortex, you can communicate with this uh, server and, and get your model trained and get the output, uh, you know, um, you can evaluate uh, uh, um, different uh, situations, and then you can actually get this data back, and, and you can put it back into Sitecore, for example.
1: Sure.
3: Um, so that's uh, one aspect of it. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, uh, when I look at Cortex, I think I feel it's, uh, much, it's much more useful than just machine learning, because, I mean, this is... A, A general purpose uh, task processing engine that actually can be used in many more use cases than just machine learning. So it can be used for data extraction or any other um, uh, things that, I mean, which relates to getting a lot of data out of XConnect and processing it in a scaled manner. So there could be so many uh, use cases that you can think about uh, when you're talking about Cortex.
1: So I, I think we we kind of started talking about it, um, but uh, you know, uh, again, with the new version coming out, what are what are some of the enhancements that you guys are uh, releasing out into the world?
2: Yeah, for for um, for 9.2, for especially for around uh, S Connect, I think we are bringing in uh, the data deletion functionality. A lot of customers and even our community has been asking this uh, feature for a while. Uh, that we the data is growing. S Connect has been out there for nearly a year and a half, uh, and. Uh, I, Yeah, your collection database keeps on growing. And on, and on Azure, it's a big cost. So, so now we have a function, we will be having a functionality uh, where you can actually go in and delete your data, purge your data. And that deletes. So you need to use it carefully. Like, is it data something you don't need? And uh, once, once, uh, and back it up. And once deleted, basically, yeah, you have a smaller footprint, but you don't have (laughs) uh, the analytics for that. Uh, Then we are we focusing a lot on on GDPR enhancement, and that would be a theme throughout the next releases. uh, Thing we would like to focus on security and uh, uh, privacy. Again, okay, listening to so we we are um, so. As product uh, managers, we are involved in a lot of customer calls. So we are listening to our customers saying, what are you trying to do with the platform and uh, and the features like right to be forgotten, right to object and other GDPR features we are trying to bring it in sooner than, than later. Right. So, so, so I think uh, it's a big uh, release that has a lot of fixes around, a lot of bug fixes and uh, f- fixes around security, uh, performance, uh, a lot of improvement in performance. Uh, one of them, again, I would pass it down to as around tracker. Yeah,
3: Yeah. I think uh, for, for the tracking functionality, one of the major features that we are releasing, which is also on the uh, customers have been asking for, um, is um, the robot, robot detection. So we have basically, um, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but there is a exclude robot file where actually you manually pr- have to provide uh, a list of user agents that you actually considered to be robots. Now, mm-hmm. what we have done in 9.2, which we'll be releasing, is that this uh, configuration is still there, but I mean, we are not. It um, is not a static collection anymore. We are using our own uh, our own device detection uh,
1: framework. Oh, nice.
3: To so to basically, and it, it, it does provides us with uh, with information about if, if a particular agent is a robot or not, uh, and we are using that. And the cool thing with that is that it's. Uh, we're using 51 degrees de- uh, device database, which is uh, updated um, every second week. So, I mean, so this thing is kind of a bit more dynamic now. So there are more and more robots coming in. Um, they will be part of your uh, filtering mechanism. So that makes it uh, much more uh, easy to op- automatically update it, basically. It should and, keep your I analytics mean, ab- a
1: lot cleaner, too.
3: Yeah exactly and then uh, I mean if you look at the processes that are implemented by 51 degrees they are they are very agile very uh, creative and their whole data collection mechanism is amazing so I mean t- t- they most probably get the first stab at if, if there is a robot somewhere. They they must robot uh, user agent string they most probably know it much faster than anybody else uh, in the community. So the the functionality is still there. So I mean you can I mean if they, there's some sort of internal thing which uh, internal service that you've written and you want that user agent string to be there, you can actually do that. Uh, but but we will basically out of the box that configuration will be totally empty and will be totally relying on. Uh, on, on the device detection framework, uh, which is kind of nice. Very nice. Um, the other thing is, um, I think uh, one thing that the theme of uh, 9.2 has been to focus on um, stability and performance. Um, and so in, in the tracker world, we are actually coming up with the performance improvements and stability improvements for, for the tracker, for the web tracker, um, where we are uh, – it's, uh, it's possible now to throttle the number of threads that are consumed for so, so, so handling the session end events, which basically means that more and more uh, uh, threads are available for for you to uh, you know to serve the actual requests. So that's uh, that's uh, a that we we have been facing this uh, threads starvation issue on high load scenarios. And we are kind of fixing that. We have already improved our communication with the X Connect as well. So we are batching some of the uh, calls that we're going towards uh, X Connect, basically removing, uh, improving stability and performance. Um, we also I'm really excited about this uh, concept where you can actually. You'll we'll be able to have, uh, actually, uh, you can configure your servers in a way that you can ask tell them not to do any session processing okay. on um, on an instance. That basically means that you can have an, a separate instance running which can actually just do session and processing, which basically sort of offload your uh, your CD server or public-facing servers, if you may, mm-hmm. um, from any processing that is happening at the back end. So it's a... Um, yeah I mean ideally speaking, it could be another role, but in this situation, I mean this is sort of the outcome of the the, the refactoring if you may, that we were sure. doing. I'm quite excited about it that actually because I think this is going to solve a lot of problems for a lot of people
1: great, great, and I think you know the, the the big question that I think might be in the heads of 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 existing Sitecore customers is is what's what's the upgrade process look like I think uh, you know, as I, as I mentioned earlier, it's with all these microservices, there's a lot more, there's a lot more to upgrade. So kind of what is the, the upgrade story? Um, you know, if you're on say, you know, it's, it's two different stories. If you're on something before nine, Samith, as you kind of mentioned, nine, the, 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 the architecture of the entire product kind of changed and there's a, you know, there's, there's a lift to get there. But, you know, looking at it moving from say eight to nine, two, or, uh, you know, or from, you know, an existing nine installation to nine two. What, you know, what, what's kind of the upgrade story, uh, at least from an XP standpoint?
2: So eight to nine two is like a fundamentally the architecture changed for XTB. Which means you're moving away from uh, Mongo, and it's a good story because you're moving away from Mongo, which most of the organization may not even have people to you know, look after. So, uh, so you're coming back to SQL, and uh, um, you can use the the XTB migration tool, and there's a whole uh, upgrade process around that uh, to migrate your data from XTB to 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 SQL. Uh, but 9 to 9 is much easier because, uh, we are not doing many breaking changes. We are being very careful and aware of what people are doing out there. Uh, and, and since it's already a microservice, uh, it's, it's just an easier, uh, installation of, uh, uh XConnect and every, every other peripheral like processing and everything else. So it's just a, a simpler upgrade story, uh, for, uh, yeah, XP platform from 9 to 9. Yeah, yeah,
3: I think. yeah. Another important thing is, since, uh, as Sumit was saying, we are focusing more on stabilizing the services that we have and do focused improvements where uh, it is required. So, so that's why I mean we are, have not added any new roles in this whole puzzle. So, uh, that's why it's. I mean, the, the the upgrade story is from nine to nine two would be much simpler. Uh, haven't seen the upgrade guide that uh, I have. Uh, um, I've just seen for nine two. I think it is reasonably simple, and, uh, it'll be easier for for people to do that.
1: I think that'll be good news to everyone. It's. Uh, I think we've all we've all experienced the, those upgrades that take. You know, it seems like it should be simple, but then they end up taking a, a whole lot longer. Um, Absolutely, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. and this is what uh the next thing I would like to emphasize is basically talk to us more please I would like to know uh, what people are doing out there uh, maybe use the slack channel uh, or if you are feeling some something is missing from the platform uh, use the user voice channel so sitecode.uservoice.com uh, so things that are missing uh, in if it's a is hurting your upgrade process. It's just that before I before we start building anything new, I would like to know how you're using it. I would like people to turn on XDB and and collect as much as possible, and then be at that point where you know the, the performance and scalability is a problem rather than upgrade.
1: Sure. Sure. That that actually was going to, uh, kind of dovetail nice into my, you know, the, the next thing is, you know, people do have feedback. What's, what's a good channel. You mentioned the, the, the Slack channel and, and user voice and we'll get, we'll get links to both of those in the, um, in the show notes, um, for people if, if they want to, um, provide feedback. Sure. That's, that's good.
2: And also I'm trying to, uh, kind of built uh, still still. Kind. Of, uh, I need to check with others uh, Jason and uh, the evangelist like if we can create something like a, a connect working group uh, where we can follow uh, so just like Helix we have some guidelines for people who are use, trying to use S-Connect uh, and um, are actually uh, using S-Connect client what are the best practices how they can actually use some basic patterns to to call into uh, S-Connect so especially uh, Around, if you're collecting something on your mobile app, or if you're collecting within your IoT device, uh, what should be the pattern you should be using? You know, you should be very careful, or not be very talkative, uh, and also uh, maybe use cues or, or use a different uh, what you call design pattern to to communicate with uh, things like XConnect, processing uh, Cortex, and, and so and so.
1: Great, great. Well, gentlemen, thanks, yeah. uh, thanks so much for your time. If, uh, if people want to find you guys online, what's, uh, what's a, what's a good way to, um, uh, find you out? So for me, it would be mostly the Twitter, SummitPDD, uh, so
2: twitter.com slash SummitPDD and, uh, my own website at www.summitpd.com.
3: Yeah, for me, it's, uh, Twitter, it's, uh, achter. I'll send it to you and you can put it on
1: the... Yeah, <laughs> no, we'll get that. No, no, it'll definitely be linked up in the show notes.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, Twitter would be perfect, actually.
1: Well, again, uh, gentlemen, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. And um, to you listening at home, thanks, thanks for tuning in and we'll uh, talk to you next time. Yeah,
2: nice to catch up with you, Derek.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Core Sampler. To see show notes from this and past episodes, please visit coresampler.fm. There, you can also subscribe to this podcast to get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you liked what you heard today, please tell a friend and then go to iTunes to rate and comment on our show. Even if you're using a different app to listen to us, those ratings and reviews really do help others find us. Are you a professional working with Sitecore and interested in joining the show? Or would you like to leave some feedback directly? We want to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at coresampler.fm That is all for this episode of Core Sampler. We'll see you next time.